Hello and welcome to the Venus and Vesta Astrology Podcast and this episode is February 2023 stars and yeah already we're in February and um, I kind of feeling that astrologically speaking um, I want to skip straight to March because there's so much going on in March but actually we well obviously we have to get through February 1st and there's a lot going on here that kind of pertains to uh, other aspects throughout the year and it's like we're really in prep mode for major changes that are coming up so um, it's worth it's worth being forewarned and forearmed for this I feel. So straight in in February, on the 5th of February, we have a full moon in Leo. And what better, a lovely full moon in loving and big hearted Leo. And I think this is something we have to make the most of. Obviously, it's right near Valentine's Day. And, and maybe that's not a coincidence. You know, the fact that we have this um, big heart opening, heartfelt big moon full moon right next to Valentine's Day. You know, it's it's just totally appropriate. So it definitely isn't a coincidence. This is definitely a time to make the most of your own sensuality and do any one of those sensuality courses, you know, the ones I mean with a jade egg or whatever that might be for you. But definitely this is a time to bring out your sensuality and feel good about yourself. Um, and do that, you know, Leo is about the presence and about what you are giving off. And so I think this is really important at this time around, because exactly at this full moon, Venus is exactly square to Mars uh, at 11 degrees. And so these sort of male female aspects are challenging each other at this full moon. So if we're thinking that this full moon is allowing us to be really feel what we're giving off, feel our presence and what we emanate like a sun, what we, you know, what we give off like a big lion in the jungle kind of thing. Um, and then you think at this time, Venus is in her most romantic and in her most loving and, um, you know, boundaryless, a hopelessly romantic Venus in Pisces that you think, well, that's wonderful. That's something that the Leo does want to give off. But because it's so much, you know, it's the Leo and the big heart and Venus in Pisces that we see that potentially that's where we're completely boundaryless and probably lost on the feeling of love rather than what the actual love is showing up as, where we just give ourselves away and become way too open hearted. So that's on one side of it, but it's the square then to Mars in Gemini, Mars being obviously the masculine element but um, that we all have inside, but the Mars um, to lesser or smaller degrees. But anyway, the Mars in Gemini, it's most tricky position here where they get really complicated, maybe overcomplicated. It's a bit of a head mess, you know, it's anxiety at its max. But, you know, Mars in Gemini wants to take love super lighthearted. You know, in this Mars in Gemini is really in a square to Venus is the cad, is is the um, the double crossing, duplicitous. Let's just have fun and forget anyone's feelings kind of thing. So this square 
to each other. They're really almost opposites, but the square is much more challenging and much more. And when it's when it's internalized or um, present at a full moon in Leo, it's like, well, what have I got to own? I've got to own some of this that I have inside of me, this complex idea of the two with inside me because we all have that within inside us the ability to be completely mushy and also the complete the idea that we can ghost someone at a moment's notice if we don't really feel them kind of thing so there's a um i'm giving this all a romantic edge but it will pertain to other areas too but looking at this it does have a romantic edge and there is a couple of other dates within february that do obviously because it's the month of valentine's um, day too. So at this Leo full moon, we kind of ask, you know, when the when they're, we are in our fullness of heart, that we might ask ourselves, where, uh, what am I creating with what I'm giving off? Actually, am I giving off too much of, of the Venus Pisces side, or am I giving off too much the tricky, clever, um, audacious Mars in Gemini side? So there is this idea that, you know, that maybe maybe we come across as too cold hearted, maybe we give ourselves too easily and maybe and of course there's a there's a good balance between that to have because you want to be fun and exciting and and friendly and open as a Mars in Gemini, but you also want to be soft enough. So maybe that's a time actually to look at that complexity within to get a good balance between the softness and the funness and the, the cleverness and the excitability and yet the ability to be absolutely vulnerable. Um, so that's a good thing about this full moon if you want to go and look at it at a very personal level of what you can do around this fullness of um, of Leo. But I am going to caveat that with the idea that um, I've got, I don't, I keep saying don't fear the retrograde, but I was about to say this is bad news. But really, in July, Venus, lovely planet of Venus, is going to go retrograde um, right through Leo. So she's going to get start at 28 degrees Leo, go back to 16 degrees Leo um, at the end of July. So we're going to have the whole of the end of July and August in Venus retrograde. And, you know, Venus going retrograde through Leo, the open hearted one, it's like peeling back really where we have given ourselves away, where we have gone for what it looks like rather than what it is. Those kind of ideas. So this full moon is really almost like a forerunner because it's exactly on in the middle of that that Venus retrograde. And because Venus here is square to Mars at this full moon, I think it really does give us a taster to what is going to be happening around Venus retrograde in the summer or in July, August. And Venus doesn't actually retrograde till the 20, around the 23rd of July. So um, we've got plenty of time before that. But right now, think about what's happening now. Mark it in your diary and then see what transpires on the retrograde in July, August. And straight after this Leo full moon, so the full moon is happening on the 5th of February. So from the, from the 5th to the 10th, we have three 
planetary bodies applying to, which means that they are approaching um, a slower moving planet. So these three are approaching outer planets who are much more uh, slower in their progress. So when we have um, planetary bodies applying to another planet to become a conjunct, sorry, to become a a conjunction it's almost like this is ready to happen this is this is ready to start this is the initiation this is like coming to it's about it's coming into formation it's coming to manifest so there's three there's um the sun is moving towards saturn for some serious kind of um do the right thing time and venus is moving towards uh, Neptune for more softness, love and heartfelt miracles. <laughs> and uh, also Mercury is applying towards Pluto. Um, and this is the first of the three to actually conjunct. So, you know, Mercury, here's Mercury in, in Capricorn, just gone out of its uh, shadow zone and... Um, you know, been going through Capricorn where it's been digging deep into the data, digging deep into the politics and the news and the information that we have. So Mercury is about the ideas, the words, our thinking, and he's bringing these ideas to Pluto. What he's just learnt from his retrograde, it's coming to Pluto and Pluto is our subconscious and it's almost like Pl Mercury comes along to wake up our subconscious, to wake us up going, look, here's some, here's an information drop for you. Here's, here's an idea for you that you were kind of maybe feeling, but hadn't actually come into proper analysis in your head. So maybe these ideas were hidden from you and maybe these ideas or thoughts or information has been unpalatable, unacceptable, because that's Pluto's real area of expertise and obviously in Capricorn it's going to be the business world and so this conjunction is almost like it's asserting and bringing about the most outrageous and the most most hidden most unpalatable you know bringing the unthinkable to a large scale to to open into our minds um in, and so that with Mercury, it comes into more common communication between us all. So that's the first to conjunct. And it conjuncts on on the 10th. So this is the three applying to between the 5th and the 10th. And it's acting like a period before some, some really big shifts occur. It's like, oh, we know it's happening. We know it's coming. Let's get ready. So this is happening. And uh, the Mercury-Pluto one is the first and it's happening. That is on the 10th. And, and I think we can't not look at the idea on the 10th that um, Mercury comes with Pluto and they, they join at 28 degrees Capricorn and together they moved to 29 degrees Capricorn. And as you may well know, the 29 degrees is the anoretic degree. The anoretic degree is the final degree. And it's like, it brings about real kind of urgency, even chaos, because it's, if you haven't done the job of all the other 30 degrees within that sign, when you get 29, you have to do it. So it come, can bring about some kind of urgent chaos, some disaster or something that you really cannot avoid looking at. So the two of them together both meet at 28 and switch over to 29 degrees Capricorn. So this adds a huge 
layer of intensity to this idea of Pluto that is evolve or die. Um, and because it's in the Capricorn, the constructed world, the world that we've, the programs we've created for ourselves to run along, which are the, the political systems, the commercial and corporate um, programs and, and um, ideas, laws. So really this also pertains to the global elite. And of course they've just been to Davos, haven't they? So perhaps we're going to learn something that they've all agreed for us in Davos around this time. And um, yeah, I think this might bring around a real urgency because um, they've, they've, you know, as an authoritarian kind of group, it just chimes so easily with this idea that something is something is going to be brought about that is is a final agreement. And, and because Mercury is the faster moving planet, so they both go from 28 to 29 and then Mercury overtakes Pluto and heads into Aquarius. And it's also Aquarius where the people are. This is humanity. You know, it's like the cat is out the bag now. You can't deny what the, what's been seen. It's like the veil has been taken away. And um, maybe there's a real possibility of so many people really understanding what does go on in Davos or in in the World Economic Forum or in political um, boardrooms, corporate boardrooms, where, you know, the, these systems that enable the huge hierarchy, the pointed hierarchy of the top 1% earning all the money, that's where all, all these ideas are agreed. So perhaps there is um, something to learn with Mercury then popping into Aquarius. And obviously Mercury's popping into Aquarius and next month, so is Pluto. Now, the second of these applying planets is Venus and she is applying to Neptune in Pisces at 24 degrees. And so Venus and Neptune together is such a magical, lovely feeling of getting lost in, in, in the heart of falling in love, opening your heart up so much that you are able to fall in love. And, and that's not an easy concept for some people and it's too easy for others, but 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 this day when Venus meets up with Neptune, it obviously happens once every 18 months as Venus comes round. So it is an opportunity to get to the next level of heart opening. It's in Pisces, so it's where we're vulnerable. And of course, we have to be vulnerable and we to be intimate and to really you know, bring about relationships um, and the aspect of, of, of connecting with another, being open enough to receive that. Now, um, because what's just been happening with Mercury and Pluto, this uh, Venus with Neptune, this could be like the the veil. Neptune is the, the glamour veil that witches use. You know, you just put a glamour over something and people can't see what's going on. So it's the veil of glamour that Venus looking so pretty. It's like, oh, look, look what we've just done, but you're going to love it. Look at us just killed all those children or just brought about these new draconian laws that you're going to love you know so this venus come conjunct neptune sort of on a personal level we might be able to have the opportunity to fall in love especially after that leo full moon it's just great for romance but also um maybe there's an idea here that people are going to be appeased with stuff that's just happened to them ideas that they've just learned something that they've just heard that venus and neptune here can just go 
you know, this is, you know, this is the convincing you and leading us deeper into the illusion so that we are deluded, potentially. So this is on the 15th of February, and that chimes really beautifully with Valentine's Day, of course. So it is great for Valentine's Day. So on the 14th, Venus will still be really applying to Neptune. So this is a big initiation. So if you're thinking about sending out a Valentine card or telling someone how you feel, definitely do it over Valentine's. It's such good energy for love, for being open. Um, it's great. Also, also that Mercury has moved on far enough that he is now squaring the North Node. So the North Node is our destiny point. They're both at six degrees. And this is like, OK, so now we have to make a decision about our future. Um, you know, are we completely deluded by this? Can we can we make this decision more appealing? You know, how do we feel about this? You know, are we, are we just going with feelings and potentially, yes, we have to go with just how we feel rather than what we, our head is saying. So um, this is potentially also a piece of your destiny opening up. So if you are meeting someone and you are feeling the love, I say go through with it. This is destiny, um, destiny calling for you. I feel like I'm sounding like Mystic Meg there, but um, <laughs> but you've got to know when the good times are coming. So also on the 15th of February, uh, the third of these applying aspects is the sun is conjunct is now conjunct Saturn at 27 degrees Aquarius. And so this is like the sun and the sun and Saturn together in Aquarius. This is where we've kind of got to be a bit more serious and make a commitment potentially and really go, yep, even though this is the maddest thing I've ever done, I'm going with it. I'm going with it because Aquarius, you know, anything can happen. And and I would say Saturn brings around and Sun and Saturn together come around and bring a layer of uh, of karmic understanding. You know, this is karmic. And I've just said this is destiny. Now it's karmic with Saturn. So just while we're getting together with this karmic consideration, the sun then moves into Pisces on the 19th of February. And straight afterwards, on the 20th of February, we have the Pisces uh, new moon. Now, again, what a wonderful, dreamy kind of um, uh, love and heart opening point in the year this is to have, um, you know, uh, just after several others. So February feels like it's just full of romance anyway. And I'm, I'm liking the feeling of this. And, and I know I'm talking about the delusion uh, that we have within Pisces. And um, but if you imagine when you see your friend and she falls in love with someone or he falls in love with someone and you go, how could you love that person? <laughs> and you like, I can't see that, but they can. And that's that, you know, they've had the the that's the Neptunian. That's the Pisces falling in love. And we have to be in that position. It's like, well, it is as if it's if it's cosmically ordained it's spiritually ordained that when you fall in love with someone it's like right here here's either your lesson their karma matches yours or their their um their wounding matches yours and so often when you have that um love at first sight you know it, either it's the spiritual aspect of you two being karmically ordained to be together or is it the the um the wounding the, the wounding match that happens and yes, the trauma bonding that you have when you recognize something in another. Look here, here's my next, 
here's my next um, process to go through. But anyway, this new moon in Pisces is a lovely feeling, um, magical uh, day, couple of days, even the whole area around it. So, you know, this is also, however, where we potentially give ourselves over to more deception. But, you know, that's either of the heart, but also of the our intelligence and our lifestyles and giving ourselves over to greater powers. Um, and And also, I think this is a forerunner. Just like when Pisces popped into naught degrees Aquarius, you know, we're just having passed Pluto and Pluto is about to go to naught degree Aquarius. So Saturn here, who is obviously a, a more is a serious character here. And we have the new moon here as the sun and the moon pop into um well, they have the the, degree, the new moon is at one degree, but as they move into naught degree, this is Saturn is about to move into Pisces as well in March. So I feel like this is these are little tasters of what is to come in March when Saturn does move into Pisces. So Saturn in Pisces, uh, it's going to be there for two and a half years. So this new moon is a taster for that. So you know, Saturn in Pisces, um, it's very much about owning, um, owning where we are lost, processing where we're lost and really allowing that process to take place. Uh, it's a healing, a healing of on so many emotional levels. Um, and as I'm a homeopath, I, you know, I understand that all all disease, all all everything that we come across is about healing ourselves. Um, all the disease comes from all the sorry all the dis-ease dis disease comes from a dis-ease and an emotional upset so so you know there's so much opportunity here with Pisces moving into Saturn but you know this is Saturn here brings an awareness uh, and a consideration to what we've lost um, our, our actual losses the people that we've lost the things we've lost where we've given us losses of ourselves we've given ourselves away so uh, equally where we have been abused and also um, about death you know Pisces the last sign of the zodiac is where we kind of end things you know or where we get things taken away so I do think with Saturn moves into Pisces and with this new moon in Pisces we're possibly going to get a real um, focus on excess deaths the excess deaths that are potentially then going to come into the mainstream which are really not being spoken about so you know the idea that um, or my prediction then for Saturn moving into Pisces and this new moon is that we have an unavoidable look at that excess deaths that are going on at the moment that's only sort of creeping up into people's consciousness and also you know hashtag died suddenly all the sudden deaths that are happening too and I think this new moon as much as we might be able to enjoy the heart opening emotional side of it and the healing side of it it is actually much more serious when Saturn joins this and Saturn is the last planet that both the sun and moon have moved past before the moon that you really are going to seriously um, and unavoidably have to deal with this stuff um, and soon after that on the 24th of February the sun reaches five degrees of Pisces um, and then Venus is at five degrees Aries and the north node is at five degrees uh, Taurus so we have three planets in a row so the sun and the north node are sextiling each other and 
the other two are semi-sextiling each other. So there's a little trio going on here at five degrees. And that's a nice trio of, of Sun, Venus and North Node Destiny. So again, there's much more sort of heart opening opportunities here in February to really go with your heart. And um, yeah, that's that's the best way to play, I guess. And so if you have any planets at five degrees, check them out. So I think the day, the 24th of February, will be quite important for you. And you can see what's going on then. Now, a couple of days later, on the 27th, Saturn, who when we last saw uh, was conjunct the sun at 27 degrees, has now zipped past 28 and is at 29 degrees um, Aquarius. Now, Saturn at 29 degrees Aquarius, Pluto at 29 degrees Capricorn, they are both at their, at their anoretic degree in their signs, having both been um, in both these signs for a long time. Saturn reaching 29 degrees Aquarius. Now, Saturn has been in Aquarius for two and a half years where we Saturn has oppressed is the oppressive or the restrictive element that has press oppressed the people and Aquarius being the masses, the people, communities. So we've been um, oppressed, suppressed and really restricted in our freedom. And Aquarius is about the freedom. So we've had two and a half years of this. And so I feel like once we get to uh, when once Saturn moves over, we won't have any more of this oppressive. We, we, we're, we're done with that, I would like to think. Um, but Saturn at 29 degrees might take some idea that, you know, there's going to be something serious happening now that Saturn reaches this idea that maybe, right, you, you may think you've got away with this. But actually now we've got biometric digital IDs um, or something that will really kind of um, put a lid on those of what we've been through in the last two and a half years. The gild the lily, put the put the fairy on the top of the tree of this. So that's Saturn in in um, Aquarius for the for the last time before it reaches Pisces, and um, then we have obviously. Pluto at 29 degrees. Now, Pluto will come back again to this degree later in the year, but both of them at the 29 degrees for the end of February. I think, you know, this this is this is quite a big um, push to finalise what their roles were. Um, and really, there needs to be or should be some kind of um, sign. So we get to the end of February and it is really important that people are going to feel the need for change. It's going to be pressing on us in all directions. And, you know, as much as I predicted that some of us might be falling in love, I do think some of us were feeling the urge for revolution, evolution, for change, because we're going to be moving into the next era in March, March when both these planets change signs, when... Mars um, leaves Gemini and Jupiter and Venus and the North Node, all these planets meet up. So I've got more for you in March. But February, let's enjoy the heart opening for February and Valentine's Day all month long. So thank you for listening and um, let me know how you how you get on. I want to hear some love stories. <laughs>